0: Friday afternoon, you're listening to the muster on Hockanoia. If that doesn't get you G'd up for the weekend of sport, nothing will. Our next guest, Jason Pine, sports host on Newstalk ZB. Good afternoon, Piney. Andy, how are you, mate? Massive weekend coming. Isn't it just? I don't know where to start. Let's start last night with the T20. India, it was going to be the dream final for the neutral, India-Pakistan, but India got absolutely bamboozled to the point that Indian Cricket Board has actually, um, the Indian police have put out a warrant for Josh Butler and Alex Hales for our burgling the Indian Cricket Team.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, mate, what a performance though by, by England. I mean, to, to, to win a T20 game, in fact, need to win any game, by ten wickets is quite the feat, you know. And India probably thought at the innings break that they were, you know, in with a chance. What well, they get one sixty eight for six. That's, yeah, that's probably about par for T twenty, maybe a bit under. Uh, but but England just making absolutely no race of it. Hales and Butler coming out and just smashing it to all parts. Um, you know, just the, probably the most clinical batting performance of in recent memory in T twenty. To be able to chase it down and not just chase it down, but with four overs to spare, yeah. which you know that's like winning a winning a fifty over game with ten overs to spare. It's it's an incredible victory for England, and they'll go into this final against Pakistan on Sunday night with massive confidence. From that, you know you've got to remember England, you know, weren't absolutely certain of of making the um of making the semi finals in the first place with all the, you know, the the rain and things that were happening during the the group stages, but man talk about finding momentum at the right time that's um that was quite the performance last
0: night. It was a staggering performance, and it's a repeat of 1992 for those that can remember. Dare I bring it up again? When um, Inzamar Mohark burgled, there's that uh, semi final at Eden Park, and I remember it well. I was in seventh form, still haven't forgiven him for that. But um, it's parallels as well because England made it into the final, South Africa because there was no Duckworth Lewis for cricket run rate, and Pakistan was just too clinical on the day. 30 years later, different format, now times evolved. And um, the game on again.
1: Yeah, and and look, I I too remember that uh, yeah that very traumatic it's, oh, uh, time it, back, back in the early part of 1992 <laughs> when yeah I, I I followed the Black Caps or the Young Guns I think they were yeah they were nicknamed during that tournament you know from the moment that Martin Crow scored hundred on the first day against Australia and right the way through and. And, uh, yeah, that, that Pakistan semi-final heartbreaker, you know, chasing down 260, which back then was a decent score in 50 overs.
0: Uh, but yeah.
1: yeah, it? was. Um, yeah, it was brought up again ahead of the Pakistan semi the other night. And, uh, well, nowhere near as heartbreaking this time around. I, you know, there was a certain amount of foregone conclusion about it once they got going, Pakistan. But, um, yeah, so Pakistan-England in the final, I think off the back of what they did last night, England certainly will be favourites. But um, as we know... T20 cricket can uh, can throw things up and things can change fairly quickly.
0: Talking about England being favourites, Piney, England against the Black Ferns tomorrow night, 30 matches undefeated, you could argue they're going into the game as favourites.
1: I think you have to, yeah, I think you have to acknowledge that they are the favourite, you know, 30, as you say, 30 straight wins, that's an, a remarkable record for any sports team in any code. Um, a couple of those obviously were against the uh, Black Ferns at the back end of last year, but it was a very different Black Ferns side in terms of not just personnel, but the way they went about things, and we all know, you know, the transformation this team has gone through under under Wayne Smith in particular, as the as the head of uh, you know the head of a, a really really competent coaching team, um, you know, with Whitney Hanson there, Sir Graham Henry, Mike Cron, and others all pitching in to make this a very very good Blackburn side. But I think the main win here is that there is absolutely nobody I know in any walk of life who won't be glued to a television set tomorrow night um, if they're not lucky enough to have a ticket to the game at Eden Park. Because, you know, this this, um, Blackburn side has just captured the imagination of the New Zealand sporting public. And and if it hadn't been captured before last Saturday night semi-final, they certainly mopped up the last few. And, And everybody I know is going to be absolutely... Yeah, like I say, glued to the TV tomorrow night to, to watch it all unfold.
0: And I'll put my hand up in that category. I watched that game last week, probably the first full game of Black Ferns I've watched, if I'm perfectly honest, but you watched it. Just a refreshing, effervescent attitude when they are speaking to the media afterwards. They're not trained. They just go out there and they have fun.
1: Yeah, and I think that's another big part of this is that they have endeared themselves to the New Zealand sporting public simply by being the people that they are. They're, they're just so magnetic. So charismatic these players, and and to watch them, you know, uh, interact with their fans and just love being around one another, and just as you say, the completely um, non-manufactured way that they answer questions and media conferences, and are just so honest and so um, and so humble and so articulate. Um, they're a they're a wonderful team to follow, and it's always you know you always want success for people that you like. And I think they've they've got a high likability factor This thing, So I think we're all in behind them for for that reason too.
0: Very marketable. And all the best to the ladies ahead of tomorrow night. Just finally, um, I don't know about you, but the All Black Scotland being played on a Monday morning, I don't know if I'm really enthused about getting up in the middle of the night on a school morning.
1: Yeah, there is that. 3.15 in the morning as well. It's not as though you can... Um, You know, it's not like a 4 o'clock or even when you can, if you get to bed at 9 the previous night, you still get your 6 or 7 hours in. Uh, Yeah, 3.15 is certainly the middle of the night. Um, But, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens. Uh, You know, the the All Blacks season, if we look at it, if we go back, um, Andy, to uh, the first test of the rugby championship uh, against South Africa in South Africa, and you take every test since then, there's been a very clear pattern here. Um, Obviously, the All Blacks were... We're pretty ordinary in that one. Then brilliant at Ellis Park. Uh, ordinary in Christchurch to be beaten by Argentina. Then put 50 on them in Hamilton. Went across to Australia and almost lost to the Wallabies, but for that um, that uh, really strange decision at the end about the time-wasting, back home to Eden Park to beat Australia comfortably. Only narrowly beat Japan. And then we're very good against Wales. It's the most up and down, up and down, up and down, up and down season I can remember. If that trend continues... Then we would do a down performance against Scotland on Monday morning. Certainly, don't uh, you know think that we'll have any trouble beating Scotland, but it would be not nice, be not nice for the All Blacks to string three or four good performances together to end
0: the year. And just remembering we only beat Scotland by five points last time we played them. We were lucky not to lose that game as well. And just finally, mate, uh, the Rugby League, we're playing Australia. The tournament organisers have already booked the Kiwis' flights home because they're trying to save money. Apparently it costs $400 per ticket to change it. Um, It fell flat on their face last weekend or this week with Samoa beating Tonga. What's going to happen? Are the Kiwis a chance? Is this their team talk? Well,
1: I mean, it's a great team talk. It's a brilliant team talk. All you got to do, I mean, it's it's every motivation you need. It's yeah. To rub, rub that in the faces of the administrators who have made that call. Unfortunately, I, I just don't see, certainly if they played the way they did last week against BG, how New Zealand can beat Australia, who are just so far and away the best team at this tournament. But I've always said right from the start that the Kiwis are an on-their-day team. On their day, they can beat anybody. We just need that day to be tomorrow morning New Zealand time around 8.45 <laughs> and then kickoff is. So we need that day to be tomorrow. Um, they'll need everybody to play at the absolute peak of their powers and probably for Australia to have a slight off day because they are, as I said, the, the overwhelming favourites here. But, as we know from watching years and years and years of sport, Andy, yeah, anything can happen on the day.
0: Ain't that the case? Good luck getting through this weekend. I suggest you start the Barocas now, mate. You've got a long 48 hours ahead of you. Thanks for your time. Good on you, Andy. Thanks, Mike. Cheers. Jason Pine there, out of Newstalk ZB, weekend sport presenter on Newstalk ZB. Big weekend of sport ahead. Up next, Steve Henderson, farming down at Awarua before we wrap the week here on the muster.